Hi, I'm Jamie Lingham from Absolute Immigration. Now, I just want to, um, the biggest thing we get asked at the moment with the current skill shortage is how do people, how do companies work on attracting and retaining overseas workers using the visa program? And one thing that companies often do is just run straight for the business-sponsored visa, the, the subclass 482. The problem with this is that it's quite an expensive process and I think it's like going to the mechanic and, and you know, wanting to get your car fixed. The mechanic saying, look, I've got a hammer here, I'll fix it. Um, the hammer is not always what is needed. Um, I'd suggest you have a look at um, different visa subclasses. Have you looked at the Working Holiday Maker visa, which allows people to come to Australia um, and work for one employer for six months? It's a fantastic try before you buy. It is for applicants under 30 years of age, except if you're from France, uh, Canada and Ireland. Uh, they are actually, uh, sorry, which is extending to 35. They are looking to extend the UK up to 35 as well. So, you know, if you can get a try before you buy, if there's someone who's not known to you, you can bring them in for up to, um, well, for a 12-month visa, but have them working for your organisation or that one direct office for six months. If you have multiple sites, say you had a site in Sydney, and in Melbourne, then you could obviously bring someone for six months to Sydney and then bring them to Melbourne, and they can decide if they like that area. Once you've brought them in on a, on a um, working holiday, make a visa, you can then make the decision of which visa you want to go. Uh, the next, in my mind, the next visa progression, uh, if someone has only 12 months' experience, you can put them on a training visa, train them, upskill them up to the roles that you need them to work on, uh, this is a great buffer visa. Um, as I said, most people look at a 482. Do I qualify for a 482 or not? Uh, this is really talking about um, how do I upskill this person, train them within my company framework? How do I get them to a level? And after the training visa, you can move them onto a 482 visa. Now, if they are, have, if you bring them over on a working holiday maker visa, they have their, you know, sort of 35 and under for the countries I mentioned or 30 and under. Uh, you can definitely have them there, as, as I said, for your tribe before you buy. There's no liability. There's no great cost. There's no return airfares. There's all the complexities that come with sponsoring. I suppose it, you know, if we look at it a bit like going from dating to engagement to marriage. Um, the the for uh, sorry the, the working holiday maker visa is the classic dating visa. There's no real obligation if it doesn't work out. Everyone walks away. It's okay. Then we move on to the training visa or a 482 visa for people who have two years of work experience. Then if they go on to the 482, uh, obviously there's costs associated with that, but not only costs, but there's also liabilities and obligations that come through the sponsor obligation framework. Now, the, the I suppose the biggest sponsor obligation will be to ensure that you pay for return airfares if things don't work out. So you can, you know, and that, that's not just for individuals, it's also for family members as well. So Understanding that going through sponsorship is a commitment. Uh, it is a worthwhile process to do because there is a lot of benefit in sponsoring people from overseas and going through that process. Um, you know, obviously there's there's a fair bit of tie-in. Um, it's not complete tie-in. I often have clients ask me, how do I lock people in? How do I you know, make sure they stay? The reality is treat them well. That's my view. You know, do, do a great job on how you're treating the staff, how you're having conversations with them, showing them people career progression, really pushing your employee value proposition. I think that's key. Then what can happen in a lot of visa subclasses, you can move from a four, or a lot of occupations, sorry, you can move from a 482 visa onto a permanent residency visa. 
Now, this is not for everyone in every state, territory or area of Australia. In particular, the cities of Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane may actually have restrictions on certain occupations. Um, my view is to always consult with your immigration professional or obviously consult with us, um, with Absolute Immigration, and then we can talk you through what the options would be. And it's interesting, there's, I get clients who say, Look, can you just send me some advice on how to, to operate with a certain person? My view is um, every person is different. Their, their personal circumstances are different. The visa pathways are different. And so once you understand that difference, uh, our advice is to always engage with us at the recruitment stage. Get a short list of applicants, get some CVs, find out their family composition, send it through to us. Then we'll come back and we'll say, look, here's option one, here's option two, here's option three. And in some stages, you may only have the first option and that's okay as well. I think that... but. Also understanding, just consult with the immigration specialist first and then once you've consulted with the immigration specialist, at least we can come back to you with your options to understand that there's more tools in our toolkit than just the hammer. And as I said, anything you need to know, absoluteimmigration.com, just send us an inquiry. Thanks.